The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace. And peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I really love my job. I love being a pastor. I love the challenges it brings. I love that no day is like another. Every morning I wake up unsure what the day will bring. Unexpected and yet profoundly moving occasions where I can provide pastoral care or pastoral presence and have come to expect the unexpected. This last week, it was a youth admitting to me rather begrudgingly, you know, Pastor, I kind of like Sunday worship now. I didn't before, but I like it now. Okay, that's sort of a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it, right? We gotta take what we can get. Sometimes, maybe it means catching up with individuals, meeting with people, listening, just sharing a conversation. Sometimes these are visits to a parishioner's home. Other times it's at the baseball fields in between games, checking in with the kids fully decked out in their uniforms. Pastor Zach, Pastor Zach, did you see my hit? No, I didn't, but I'm sure it was great, right? Then, then, sometimes it means meeting with people at, say, a local watering hole for lunch and maybe a beer or so, a place that rhymes with smulgins. I, I don't know, you know. These are the kinds of, of things that we do as pastors. This is how we form community. This is how we provide pastoral care. But even these moments are profound. And then sometimes, sometimes even more profound are the moments where I'm invited in to sit alongside of a family preparing to say goodbye to a loved one or perhaps even a beloved because saying goodbye is hard. And Jesus knows this. Our gospel today picks up in the midst of Jesus' farewell discourses. He's saying goodbye to the disciples. He's explained to them he is leaving. And as a result of that, he knows they are struggling with that reality. So he provides these profound words of pastoral care. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father to send you another advocate, and that advocate will be with you forever. He promises a new advocate we call the Holy Spirit to comfort these disciples with troubled hearts. He promises them that that will be a continued presence with them forever. Being a pastor, being an advocate means being a presence in the life of each other. But more than anything, it means being a loving presence in each other's lives. And this, this is a call that we all share as beloved children of God. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. These are the opening words to the 14th chapter of John that we pick up in the middle of today. As I already mentioned, these disciples have troubled hearts at the prospect of Jesus' impending death. They are worried. And Jesus knows this. And Jesus has promised them, promises them, you will not be orphaned. Because you see, they are concerned about abandonment. And that's a real fear. As a kid growing up, I used to get really anxious when we go in crowded places that I was going to be separated from my parents and unable to find them. And I thought that when I got to a certain age, that fear would end. But now as a parent, it's even worse when I'm in crowds. Worried that I'm going to lose a kid and not be able to find them. And they will suffer that fear of abandonment. But just like any parent, we know that there comes a moment where your child has to learn independence. And in some ways, Jesus is trying to coach them into independence here in this moment. But independence doesn't mean the work of the parent, the work of the advocate is done. It just simply means it looks a little bit different moving forward. Because you see, the disciples up to this point have had a very particular experience of an advocate. Their advocate has been flesh and blood. Their advocate has been a close friend, a, a confidant walking beside them each and every step of the way. This advocate has been there every time they've run into someone in need. And it's this advocate who's healed the individual, provided pastoral care to them, resurrected them, casted out demons from them. Jesus today is saying, through the power of the advocate that I leave behind, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will now bring about these same outcomes yourselves. They're used to this guiding presence whenever they feel lost, this protection that he's provided them as he shepherds them each and every step of the way. But now, he's preparing them and commissioning them to say that you will need to lovingly shepherd other people as I have done for you. They're used to this presence who explains things to them. And then when they don't understand, has the patience that only a parent can have to listen and explain over and over and over, revealing truths to them time and time again. Now Jesus, who is the truth, will be revealed to others in the love that they share. By this love, Jesus says, everyone will know that you are my disciples with the love that you have for one another. So as we struggle with this fear of abandonment, as we sit with, with, with hearts that are troubled by fear, Jesus' answer in the midst of these troubled places is love. But sometimes love needs an advocate. Sometimes love is revealed in unexpected ways. And as I wrestled with this, I couldn't help but think of my mom. I couldn't help but think of my mom, who in many ways has probably earned sainthood. She raised four boys. And I'm the best of them, by the way. So if you take me as like the easiest one, it's like downhill from there. Like talk about a woman who's earned her stripes. My mom has always been an advocate for myself and my three brothers. She was always there celebrating alongside of us any of our accomplishments as if they were her own. And when we hit those troublesome times in our life, she was always there to support us, to ask us how we're doing, to check in with us 
to ensure that we felt supported, but also to challenge us, to ask, hey, what could you have done different? To hold us accountable for our actions so that we don't make the same mistakes over and over and over. But more than anything, my mom was a staunch advocate for love, particularly for love between me and my three brothers. Because if you've ever had siblings, ever been around them, it's a tricky relationship. Love is not necessarily at the top of the list of feelings that I always had for my brothers. Let's say from time to time always, we fought. A lot of insults were hurled, and indeed, tears were shed. What always impressed me, without a doubt, any time one of those occasions arose, my mom's response was always the same. She'd listen to what we had to say, and then she'd stop, and she'd say this. You know, I know you don't like your brother right now, but I know that you love him, and one day, you're all going to be best friends. And in the moment, I was like, Mom, you, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Clearly, this is wishful thinking at best. But you know what? I'm going to admit it. It's on camera, officially. Mom, you were right. <laughs> we're best friends. All of a sudden, that advocacy for love that was there all along paid off. But what we needed was someone to persevere, someone to stand beside us, someone to push us along, someone to encourage us in that love, to see that sometimes love isn't easy. And certainly, a lot of times, love doesn't even mean like. But in this case, something transformed. And now, I would say, my brothers are my best friends. Now, we should turn the camera off for that one. I don't want them to know that. But we are best friends. We become advocates for each other. When we need help, we support each other. When things are going well, we celebrate together. Heck, when we move, and for the right price, I'm willing to help them move. I mean, that is love. And that's the thing about it all. The love that I share with my brothers isn't new. It's just changed. Just like this advocate. The love is consistent, whether it be Jesus or the Holy Spirit. What changes is the relationship. The support is still there. The love is still there. It's just a different way of looking at things. And sometimes this advocacy, sometimes this love comes unexpectedly. But more often than not, it is a profound experience. And I realized all along, my mom was providing pastoral care and guidance for my brothers and I, helping us to figure this out, to figure out how to be advocates for each other. Today, Jesus is helping the disciples to figure out how it is that the Holy Spirit will be an advocate for them and how they can be advocates for others. But the through line through it all, the consistency through it all, is love. God's love for us, our love for God, and the love for other people, that other people may know God's love too. Because at its core, being an advocate 
means loving someone else for God's sake and God's sake alone. It means embodying God's love so that those with troubled hearts know that they are not alone. This is profound work. But this is the work that we all share. And it's not just today. It's not just tomorrow. The promise is that this advocate is going to be present forever. And that means our work is never done. We must continue to learn to love each other, to advocate for each other, to support each other. And the only way we're going to do it is if we recognize that we ourselves have support. And today, that support comes in the form of the Holy Spirit, a spirit embodied in the love of this community, a community then that can embody that same spirit for the world around us. So this day, I encourage you to consider how it is that you are empowered to share Christ's love with others in unexpected and profound ways. Thanks be to God. Amen.